Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Welcome back to Wade into Wealth. I'm Chuck Wade. My brother Ethan is here as well. Big week in the uh, markets, although it does happen four times a year. Um, There's usually a couple big weeks, too. Yeah, you know, but I think this is one of those things that if you ever turn on CNBC or you look in the, the finance section of a paper or something, you'll see earnings. It's earnings mm-hmm. season. Well, what does that mean? That's what we're going to talk about this week. Because while it is important, and it does matter, I think there are times where there's a little too much weight put on earnings, um, but also to take an opportunity to explain and give some examples about, well, how, what, is it, what does an earnings call mean when a publicly traded company comes out with their earnings? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's start with that. What, it, what is it? So right now we're in what's called earnings season. What is that? What does it mean? Um, why does it happen multiple times a year? It's a recap where publicly traded companies will release their financial results for the previous quarter. Okay. Now, we're in January, end of January into the beginning of February. And so typically we would think, well, it's the the end of the year reporting. Well, sometimes uh, some companies have a different fiscal calendar than they just follow the calendar year. Um, But it's, it's just simply reporting the most recent... 90 days worth of financial data that that the company has. And it's always looking backwards. Mm-hmm. But there's a big part in what's called the earnings call because they will release the data, the financial data that shows what did sales do? How much money did we make or didn't right. we make? There's a difference between how much you sold and how much profit sure, yeah. you made. I think a lot of people think of, you know, I sold this book for $100. So I profit $100. Well, no, there's a cost to publish the book. There's a cost mm-hmm. to bind the book. There's a cost to ship the book. It's when all things are said and done, when you've subtracted your costs and expenses of doing business from the sales that you that you generated, the money left over, if there is any, mm-hmm. is the profit that, that right. you have truly made. Okay, and so let's make this uh, a little simpler to understand. We often talk about taking taking things and breaking it down like it's a household. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you had your you and your spouse or partner or just you were going to sit down and look at how did I do, how did we do in terms of spending, savings, income, et cetera, over the last quarter of 2022. And let's just make some assumptions. You had income of $5,000 per month. So for three months, you made $15,000 mm-hmm. in your household. When you look at all of your expenses, operating expenses. So in a household, this would be things like mortgage, utilities, groceries, entertainment, you spend $3,000 a month. Yep. So that's $12,000. Um, or no, that's $9,000 for the quarter. So you should have profit of about $2,000 per month or $6,000. However, in December, there was some excess spending. It was Christmas. You bought Christmas presents for your kids, uh, family members, friends. You didn't save as much as you thought you would. And so you come out and realize, well, you know what? Even though... Our operating expenses were only $6,000 or were only $9,000. We actually spent more on Christmas than we anticipated. So we were only able to save $4,000, which would be our profit. But you then also offer some guidance, Mm -hmm. which is looking forward and you say, well, 
you know, we do need to repair the furnace this year. We're going to try to get that done as soon as possible because it's the winter and we weren't exactly anticipating that expense a couple months ago. So we may need to dip into our savings here to start the year simply because we got to get this new furnace taken care of while it's cold. Right. And anyone who owns a house knows that they also have town and county taxes due in, right. uh, in the beginning of February. And so, you know, when when there's an earnings call, the data is the, the data is historical data. It's from the quarter that ended the most recent quarter that ended probably a month ago. This is what we just did. Yep. And it's not markets are always forward looking. They want to see the data and they want to know what are the trends how are your sales going? Are they growing? Are they leveling off? Are they declining? How's your profit doing? Is it growing? Is it the same? Did you lose money this quarter? If you did lose money, was it because of a one-time expense like holiday spending or because you had to replace a furnace, which you don't have to replace every single year or even every single month? But the most important part to the, the market often tends to be the guidance going forward. And you'll sometimes see a company beat on revenue because they will always compare it to expectations. There's expectations coming into it of analysts think that, that the company is going to do X, Y, and Z. And if it comes in better than that, well, obviously that that's a positive sign, but you can see that companies will beat on revenue. They may beat on their profit or their earnings that they have. Pause for a second. What does beat mean? It means they did better than the expectations that, that were coming into it. So if a um, analyst felt, that X, Y, and Z company was going to generate a profit of $2 per mm-hmm. share. But in all actuality, they generated profits of $2.50. They beat the expectations. It's a positive thing. A miss means you came in less than what was expected. Right. Not a positive thing. But guidance carries so much weight that you will sometimes see a company exceed the expectations or beat the expectations on their sales and their profits But if they lower their guidance going forward, meaning we don't think things will be as strong as they have been, sometimes you can see a negative reaction to the stock Mm -hmm. price, even though they exceeded all the expectations that they had for the most recent quarter. Yeah, I want to also back up just a second. Who are the analysts? Well, there's all sorts of them. There's all sorts. Well, and I'm, I'm saying that more as a hypothetical to then get to the explainer is that the analyst... It is a little arbitrary where there are people that follow companies and track them and track their progress and how well they are doing and say, well, we are expecting Procter & Gamble to have earnings per share of $2.50. It is an expectation. It is an opinion in some It's a relatively educated opinion. Right. But it's not the be-all, end-all. It's what one person or a group of people are saying they should be able to to do. Mm and oftentimes, I've gotten this question multiple times, is when a com- you know, you'll see the stock price move in the opposite direction you would think when you see an earnings report come out. And so often that's because what is often led with is did they meet, exceed, or fall short of the earnings expectations? Mm-hmm. And that's what you might see. And to your point, what you said is someone may beat expectations, which you think, well, that's really good. But then what is a little lower in the report is, well, what, are the, what, are the, what is the guidance or the expectation mm-hmm. going forward? What are you forecasting for the next three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, and so on? Yep. And as we've said many times, markets are forward-looking. So there will be often more of an emphasis put on what is the company saying they expect to have happen going forward versus what just happened. Mm-hmm. 
this example, I think, really helps. And again, as, as the parent of two young children and yourself as well, um, my wife Liz and I um, have experienced this. Is think of your child getting their report card from school or think back to when you got your report card from school. Mm. Teachers will indicate. Used to get in trouble when, yeah, when you that, did I more than I did. That, yeah. You did. You were the one that had to literally have a notebook taken to school and have the have it acknowledged by the teacher, whether you were appropriate or inappropriate during the day. Yep. This was in a class of how many kids at St. Mary's in Batavia? Uh, probably five or six. Like five or six kids, but you were the one. You were the one. I was good at not getting caught. Yeah, I remember one day inappropriate got circled, and I don't know. I must have known that was like my third strike when it came to dad yeah. <laughs> at home. I got sent up to my bed, the, mm-hmm. my bedroom. Had no TV. I just remember laying in the bed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I was not allowed to come out, and I remember just we had, I had a fish tank. And I remember watching the bubbles just go up the fish tank. <laughs> I was only allowed out because mom talked dad into letting me out yeah. for dinner. Yeah. And then I was right back up to yeah, bed. Right back up there. Yep. Yep. So report card time yeah. for me. No, I'll think of, you know, Griffin gets better report cards. Thank yeah. You. No. So when you, our kids just got their report cards last week. And so when you get them, first of all, now you have to download them. Like they said, well, ah, we got a paper be, one still. You but got a paper one, but so, you know, yeah. the school district, it's, you got to go find it. It's posted on a certain day. And so you'll look and there's various metrics that teachers will indicate in all the subjects where, and now it's really, are they meeting expectations? Are they exceeding expectations or are they progressing towards mm-hmm. expectations with being, Hey, they've got some more work to do. And you look at all that you scan through. I know I scan through that, but I want to go to the comments. Mm-hmm. What does the teacher have to say about my child as a student? Are they good in class? Are they a good friend? Are they a good peer? Are they happy to have my child in school? Yep. Um, the comments give you some more detail in terms of how they're really doing in many cases than they're meeting expectations. And if there are areas of opportunity, are they progressing right. towards those? Right. You know, you want to see in, in capital markets, you just want to see positive trends. And often they'll take the data or the comments or the actual raw data, the results, and try to apply, all right, what type of a trend is this making for this company? Mm -hmm. Are they consistently exceeding expectations? Are they consistently not exceeding expectations? Or we know that you have this part of your business that's a struggle. You've told us about this in previous reports. And how's that doing? Is that worse? Is that better? Yeah, there's a number of factors, but the comments, the explanations behind what's going on carry a lot of weight because that's a a tremendous or the most valuable indicator of what do we see ahead, what challenges, what opportunities and how are we how are we viewing those? Yeah. And something to keep in mind, not all companies are created equal. Smaller companies, companies that you might say are still in their growth phases, but smaller, newer, younger companies are much more likely to see their share price impacted in a large way by a positive or negative earnings report than companies that have been around for years and years. So Coca-Cola's, an earnings call for Coca-Cola or McDonald's is not likely to move things as much as an earnings call for a company like Transcat, which is a company headquartered locally in the Rochester area. Mm -hmm. That's much smaller. So positive news or negative news or guidance is much more likely to move things in a significant way for a smaller company than it is a mature company that's been around for for years and years. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep in mind, earnings are snapshot in time. 
and and as we said, they can have a small, a larger impact on smaller companies. But also, it's often worth looking deeper into the earnings sometimes than just what is said, and looking yeah. to see is there anything here that we're missing, or is there a reason for this news that maybe paints a different picture? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, and the most recent one we can think of with your word of paint. Uh, would be something like Sherwin-Williams, who's a good company, very strong management team, and a good business. Um, but in their third quarter report, they had record sales. And that sounds all well and good. Mm-hmm. But when you peel back the layers of the onion, you start to see that's because of price increases and not because of them selling more paint or doing more volume. And that's not a recommendation to buy or sell Sherwin-Williams. Thank you. It's just, it's important that when you see that, to see what was the driver of it and what caused that. Is it something that will continue going forward, or is it is it a one-time event? Well, and they also came out and said, look, the housing market has slowed down. Mm-hmm. With interest rates being higher, people are not buying houses at as fast of a pace as they were. The home building market has slowed as well. Mm-hmm. A new house, <laughs> you're talking two or three coats of paint going all over a new house. So if that right. demand is dropping, that is going to come down the line. And so their guidance was a bit muted mm-hmm. in that they said, look, it might be a challenging, it could be a challenging year for us. Yep. Um, and and I did not intend to say paint leading up to Sherwin-Williams, you know. Well, you did. Every once in a while, yeah, you know, you did. the blind squirrel finds uh-huh. enough. Um, also, something that I think can happen is that I think companies can sometimes get a bad rap when they come out and their guidance is not great. Mm-hmm. In that I would much rather have a company set expectations and say, look, we think we could be in for a tough year ahead or we're entering a period where we have some challenges. Um, I would much rather a company come out and be honest and forthright about it than try to gloss over the fact that, look, you know, we may have some issues and I'll go back to the household issue. You might say, look, we've got some expenses this year or I'm going to have to miss a significant period of, of, of work for a time and that, and that may cause the income to drop. And so you can be honest and upfront about it. And you know, there's legal ramifications if, you're misleading investors on an earnings call, but I don't always look down negatively upon poor guidance because it's often a company just setting realistic expectations. Yeah. And if you're right and your uh, company really struggles, it's going to be found in the data that comes out right. and kind of painting the picture and giving a heads up for that sometimes uh, lessens the blow a little bit than a real sticker shock mm-hmm. uh, when you report your earnings and you didn't uh, prepare your investors for it. It's also important to know. You'll sometimes that, see. Yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt. You'll sometimes see companies like midway through the quarter kind of provide a change in their guidance, sure. just to set the expectation of this has changed, and we're just letting you know ahead of time, so it's not an overwhelm and it's not an overwhelming shock when we report it. Mm-hmm. You'll see a response to that, but it's also in the effort of being transparent and kind of getting in front of it. Keep in mind every company out there has also had a disappointing earnings report mm-hmm. at some point. Nobody's immune to it. Right. Sometimes it's the fault of the company's management. Sometimes it's circumstances outside of their control. A bad earnings call or guidance that is not great looking ahead to the next year, it also does not mean a company's going anywhere, going out of business, nor does it mean they're, they're a bad investment necessarily. Mm-hmm. It just means that it's a snapshot in time, and this is what we are seeing in the near-term future as things that we have to deal with or contend with. So as we, uh, you know, we're still in the midst of earnings season to start the year, but keep in mind, 
This is reporting on what's already happened, but pay extra, pay closer attention to the guidance that you see a company release about what they expect coming in the near future. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? Nope. Okay. Well said. I think we covered it. Thank you very little. Mm-hmm. Wade into Wealth returns next week. Contact the Wade Group at Wade Group at BrightonSecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities.